This is Generation Justice, broadcasting from the University of New Mexico, 89.9 KUNM and KUNM.org. I'm your host, Chantal Trujillo. And I'm your co-host, Zach Milliken. Generation Justice is a multimedia project that trains youth to create media that inspires social change. Everybody comes from different places, from Pueblos to cities to towns, from Albuquerque to Santa Fe to TC. All those communities come together, not just the elders or middle-aged people, but as youth. And those youth have their voice to help each other out. Tonight, we bring you the voices of young New Mexicans that gathered in Santa Fe for this year's Children and Youth Day at the legislative session. Youth from all over New Mexico came to speak to the legislators about solutions to the issues they care about most. Young people need to be heard because they know what's going on in the communities. They know the solutions more than adults do. Regardless, uh, youth are not the problem. We, I believe we are the answer and we have the solutions to the problems in our own communities. Children in Youth Day is an annual event that is organized by several groups like the New Mexico Youth Alliance, New Mexico Voices for Children, the New Mexico Association for the Education of Young Children, and many more. Tonight, we'll also hear an excellent poem performed by 14-year-old Malik Barrios, which he presented at this year's MLK March and Celebration. All that, plus a great calendar of events and some inspiring music. Now, here's our music host, Maya Quinones, with our first song. Hearing about all these young people speaking at such an important event is really inspirational. Oftentimes, when you are young, it can feel like you're trapped inside a matrix. How can we escape this? Sing about it, write about it, and speak about it. B.O.B. and Janelle Monet advise us to do just that in their song called The Kids. Drug boys, that is showtime. The streets don't give a damn. They're filled with such pollution. The kids don't stand a chance. We're trapped inside the matrix. On Tuesday, January 20th, Generation Justice traveled to Santa Fe to participate in the 2015 Children and Youth Day at the Legislative Session. This was an opportunity for youth and youth advocates from all over the state to come to talk to their legislators about the importance of investing in children and youth. Especially right now that New Mexico is ranked 49th out of 50th in child well-being, speaking to our legislators is super important. And the message that youth and advocates had for the state's leadership was increase your return, invest in children now. One advocate, Gloria Lopez of Health, Help New Mexico, spoke and said that right now, all children under six are leading lives shaped by hunger, stress, and violence. She called for expanding access to high-quality early care and education services. At Children and Youth Day, we spoke to youth from all around the state. We asked them about the importance of youth, pay, youth voice in policymaking, the issues that they were advocating for, and their message to state leadership. Here's what they had to say. Hi, my name is Viviana Cruz, and I'm from Albuquerque. I'm 17 years old, and I'm here with Youth Alliance. Um, hi, my name is Sarah. I'm 15. I'm from Truth or Consequences in New Mexico. Uh, I'm a member of New Mexico Youth Alliance. I'm also a natural helper. Hi, my name is Sarah. 
Hello, my name is Karen Candelaria. I come from the Pueblos of San Felipe, Isleta, and San Adelfonso, and currently going to Bernaleo High School and a junior. Uh, my name is Cameron Mondragon. I am a junior in Penasco High School, uh, Penasco Independent Schools, and I'm from Penasco, which is up north. And uh, I am here with uh, the Youth Alliance and my health group, Semieste Salud. My name is Jasmine Vigil. I am from the Espanola Valley and I attend Espanola Valley High School. I am also a member of the Youth Alliance of New Mexico and I work with Enlace. Um, my name is Isha Shura. I'm 14 years old and I am the president of the Deming High School Youth Council. Hi, my name is Hope Alvarado. I am 18. I attend the University of New Mexico and I am in New Mexico NMCAN and LOUD, which is leaders organizing to unite and decriminalize, and I am in New Mexico's Youth Alliance. Hi, my name is Alyssa Lopez. I'm 18. Um, I am currently attending YDI classes for GED, and I am representing LOUD, which is leaders organizing to unite and decriminalize. There were many issues brought up today, and one of them that I really impacted me was uh, mental illness within different communities and how people are brought about this and how they're treated within their community and at school. With the standardized testing, uh, no one really knows what's going to be on it, except for a few of my teachers. My teachers have taken some of the practice standardized testing, and it's difficult for them, which shows that it's probably going to be even more difficult for the students. So. Well, currently as a uh, New Mexico Youth Alliance member, we are writing up bills uh, for the issues that we are focused on. I am currently writing the bill, uh, working with the students, writing the bill for teen dating violence. I believe in equity, and I believe that it should be enforced more. School principals and teachers and um, any other people who deal with youth, I think they should go through a, a mental health training because a lot of the issues that I know I've had, I have been diagnosed with anxiety and depression, and a lot of teachers don't understand that you can't sit there for an amount of time, or like depression, you can't sit there and just try to do something when your mind's somewhere off. And I think maybe if they go through a certain training about those different um, diagnoses, um, I think they would get a better outlook on how youth are today come up with new ideas how to create a better economic structure, social structure, and social network within different communities. Um, I came here to advocate for um, education, especially dual enrollment with um, private, public, and homeschooler students. The issues that interested me the most today were the teen suicide prevention and bullying. Um, today, one of the issues that I heard about that really sparked my interest was mental health awareness and teen suicide prevention because those are issues that we see in our community. I feel like it's really necessary for youth to be involved with their legislature because they experience a lot of issues firsthand that they know about and they've gone through all these things and so speaking from experience if you can relate that to a legislator, they're going to be able to understand the issue from the youth perspective and not from the adult perspective. As a youth, you don't really have that much power within 
law and voting, but it as to within the Youth Alliance, you have your words, the the people that help you out, not just as yourself, but as a community, because everybody comes from different places, from Pueblos to cities to towns, from Albuquerque to Santa Fe to TC. All those communities come together, not just the elders or middle-aged people, but as youth. And those youth have their voice to help each other out. Um, we're the future, and if we don't point out like what things we feel need to be changed, then they never will be changed. Young people need to be heard because they know what's going on in the communities. They know the solutions more than adults do. Uh, regardless, uh, youth are not the problem. We, I believe we are the answer, and we have the solutions to the problems in our own communities. Um, I feel that it's important for us teens to have a voice at the legislature because I feel like we have a lot of strong topics and we are the future and we can make a change. Um, I believe that young people's voices should be heard, especially at the legislature, because the legislature is making decisions um, to the, like in the system that affect youth completely. And we definitely should be asking for youth feedback because they're going to be the most affected by it. Uh, my message to the legislative body of New Mexico is thank you for all of your hard work. Um, I really feel that you guys do listen to the community, just that we need a little bit more input from the community because we have put you in that place, and without us, you wouldn't be there. Um, first of all, thank you so much for the progress that we've made and to just keep progressing. They need to invest in the youth because the youth are the future and the future is now. When we do come up here, that they're doing a great job of listening to us. And so, you know, just keep doing what they're doing and hopefully we can bring more youth perspective up here and that'll make the difference. My only message to Governor Martinez is thank you and uh, for everything that she does in our state. A message I would have for her just to take in mind what, we, what the youth has to say to her. My message to Governor Martinez would be to um, go into high schools or even middle schools and get feedback from teachers and students that go through the standardized tests and take standardized tests every year and see how they feel about it. You've done a nice job so far, but you need to keep your eye on the youth because tomorrow is our future. Just the little extra effort, getting the extra youth participation and getting more people up here and advocating for what it is that they're experiencing firsthand because we are going through all these issues and the only way we can make a difference in them is if we come up here and we say I go through this every day and I want to fix it. It's important for the youth in our communities to have a voice when so many new laws and policies could directly affect us. I agree, Zach. I believe that our youth should be a huge part of the decision-making process in New Mexico. Thank you, Viviana Cruz, Sarah Faulkner, Kervin Condelaria, Cameron Mondragon, Jasmine V. Hill, Isha Shura, Hope Alvarado, and Alyssa Lopez for taking the time to speak with us at the legislative session. If you'd like to watch the video of these youth sharing their thoughts with us, visit our website tomorrow, generationjustice.org. Now, back to the great and amazing music brought to us by our awesome music host, Maya Quinones. What is the way of the world? The voices in this last segment have shown us that the way of the world is to constantly seek to improve and listen to each other. In order to make the world a better place, we must be willing to change for the better. 
Here is Earth, Wind, and Fire with a song called That's the Way of the World. I had the opportunity to attend the Children and Youth Day at the legislative session, and I was blown away by the youth speakers. Before Susana Martinez gave her State of the State address, three young New Mexicans from different organizations had the opportunity to give their address. They shared their thoughts on health, economics, education, and racial and social justice. Hearing their voices is important because many of the policies and laws that are being proposed directly affect the youth of New Mexico. That's right, Chantel. Even though a lot of young people can't vote, they care about the policies that are being proposed, and the legislators should take their input seriously. First up is 18-year-old Janelle Astorga-Ramos. Janelle is a senior at Albuquerque High School and represented the Southwest Organizing Project. Hi, my name is Janelle Astorga. I'm 18 years old, and I'm an intern with the Southwest Organizing Project and a senior at Albuquerque High School. I'm here today to urge legislators to invest in youth and children because New Mexico's youth are the solution, not the problem. New Mexico is often on the bottom of many national lists, and instead of uplifting youth voice, our governor often punitively punishes parents, students, and teachers, pushing around the blame game for failed economic and education policies in our state. Instead of punishing educational stakeholders, we need to invest in the mental, physical, and emotional well-being of youth and children in our state because youth are the solution. Oftentimes, we punish students without realizing how much it affects their education. We put students in in-school suspension, purposely making students lose valuable class time and information that the student should be learning. Instead of punitive punishments, there should be other forms of addressing students' issues at schools, such as service learning and actually creating dialogue with the student. Because when we actually talk with students about the issues around them, we understand how youth are the solution. We also need to be investing in children from birth to school age. It has been shown that students who have early childhood education have better outcomes. I am an example of that. When I was born, my mother was still in school, and she had placed me in a daycare system that was very educational. By the time I was in kindergarten, I was already reading, which helped me even now, because there's a lot of reading in the education system. It also gave me a voice, a voice that has empowered me to help create social justice in my community, because youth and children are the solution. But we need your help. Invest in youth and invest in New Mexico's future. Thank you, Janelle. Your message that youth are the solution and not the problem is an important one for every elected official to hear. Investing in youth is important because we are New Mexico's future. Our youth have brought up many solutions to the issues that we face, including the funding of social justice curriculums, addressing the problem of homelessness, and minimizing standardized testing. Next up is our very own Brittany Sosi. Brittany is 18 years old. She attends Gilbert Senna Charter High School and she has been part of the Generation Justice family for almost seven years. She spoke to the Pact Rotunda about racial equity. Ten years old, in a gloomy restroom, a picture of a stick figure with a feather sticking up on its head, written above, F Indians. Yat a Brittany Sosi yinashe, aro ne'e nishlinigi e tapoha nishle, hotsoe bashishin, tachin idashache, nana turachin idashanele, Luka until Dinasha, Shema A. Mrilbige Holya, Doshija A. Michael Sosi Holya. 
Hello, my name is Brittany Sosi. I am a member of the Navajo Nation and grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I am a senior in high school, and for the past seven years, I have been a part of Generation Justice, which is a project that helps youth create social change through media. I will be addressing racial inequity. My focus is on the structural racism that many in New Mexico have endured through a history of multiple colonizations and continue to face today. What is racial equity? It is defined as the belief that individuals, regardless of their racial characteristics, are morally, politically, and legally equal and should be treated as such. For me, the difference between equality and equity is that equality gives the same opportunities to all, but equity gives the resources to all so that they may achieve in these opportunities. Unfortunately, in New Mexico, there is not only a lack of resources and opportunities for students of color, but they also face racism on a daily basis. When I had reported the image I had seen in the restroom to my principal, I was told that there was no need for me to fuss. This was the first time I ever felt targeted for something bad to happen to me because of my ethnicity, and yet it was being swept under the rug. No student at such a young age should feel fear because of their skin color. Schools are where students, like me, spend seven to eight hours a day for 13 years. Within these hours, students should be learning basic subjects and social skills. But when schools aren't safe spaces, you cannot learn. This fear extends beyond the classroom and is apparent because students of color have higher dropout rates, people of color are at higher risk of unemployment, being criminalized, and incarceration. One example of structural racism that we have all been witness to is police brutality and violence. Nationally, every 28 hours, a black person is gunned down by white police officers or vigilantes, whether it is a young Trayvon Martin in Florida or a native elder, John T. Williams, in Seattle. One fear that people of color live with is made real by these unjust killings. This is not only a problem nationally, but in our own state. In New Mexico, Native Americans, Black people, and Latinos are disproportionately profiled and attacked by the police. Although people of color face these injustices, lack of resources, opportunities in school, being criminalized and incarcerated, or being shot in the streets by police departments that are supposed to protect them, there are people working toward a more just world. At Generation Justice, for example, we use the tool of media to share the side of the story that is not always heard. Every day, I'm a part of a group of young leaders who support and inspire each other to create change. But we do not do this alone or for ourselves. We stand on the shoulders of those who have come before us. As people of color, we come from proud and powerful histories of resilience and survival. And we will continue to do this work for the brilliant leaders that will come. Brittany, all of us here at Generation Justice are so proud that you had the opportunity to speak about racial equity. Thank you for speaking about the structural racism that must be addressed inside the classroom, outside the classroom, and within all institutions. This is an issue that all of us at Generation Justice care about, and we have made it a focus in the last year. It's unbelievable to me how certain people are targeted because of their race or ethnicity, but I'm inspired to hear that youth are working to fix the injustices in the system. 
Next up is 21-year-old Christopher Sferrickson, representing the New Mexico Youth Alliance. He is an AmeriCorps VISTA member at the Transgender Resource Center in Albuquerque. Christopher shared his story of struggle and success as a young trans person in New Mexico. Let's take a listen. All young people in all zip codes of New Mexico need to be safe, supported, and healthy. Only when we're healthy do we have room to learn. And when we learn, we can begin to achieve. And when we achieve, our achievements spread and grow and flourish out into our communities. All things start small as tiny little seeds, waiting, breathing, embracing nourishment so they may grow to be a proud, tall tree. I am an autistic, transgender person of color. Access to healthcare and safe spaces were huge adversities for me growing up. Towards the middle of my high school years, school became too much for me to handle. It wasn't the material so much as it was the environment that had overladen me as an autistic person. During my 10th grade year, I began to be too sick to attend class. Home life was chaotic. I made the decision to drop out. Thankfully, one of my teachers intervened and guided me to the end of that year. That summer, I enrolled in Independence High School. I finished my junior and senior year together, along with the courses I needed to clean my grade up from 10th grade. My GPA was a 2.0 when I started. Do you want to know what my lowest grade ended up being that year? A B. I graduated with several A pluses and an accomplished 3.025. I went on to win a scholarship to foreign exchange. I spent a semester in Finland. However, I was beginning to flounder around a bit as my health started to bottom out again. When I had returned and eventually found work, I was finally able to afford healthcare. For the first time in my life, I found stability. I had made myself a strong base on which to stand and grow. Unfortunately, for most transgender people, healthcare is inaccessible. Even for me, my transition-related costs are out of pocket. Sometimes I have to wait two weeks to get my prescription filled. Without it, I cannot function well and I am not me. We need transition-related healthcare to be covered by insurance and Medicaid. This includes hormones and gender confirmation surgery. These treatments are literally life-saving. Because of the disparities the trans community face, most transgender people's only access to healthcare is through our Medicaid programs. Of note, the Medicare insurance has recently lifted their ban on transition-related care, and a transgender woman from New Mexico has gotten her life-changing surgery covered. We also need to have mandated cultural competency trainings for every space in which the non-discrimination laws apply. This will help against the stigma and bullying that transgender and LGB people face. We need to allot funds so that, at minimum, once a year these places have a cultural competency training led by the community. The Transgender Resource Center of New Mexico already has established Trans 101 presentations. Let us utilize resources like them to increase education, to decrease stigma. Another step forward is we need to make intake forms at medical places, as well as public places, more inclusive and sensitive to gender identities. More than 50% of transgender individuals 
have attempted suicide at least once by their 20th birthday. They are twice as likely as their peers to have been bullied, assaulted, kicked, or shoved at school. 92% of youth say they hear negative messages on LGBT identities. And while 90% of Americans say that they personally know someone who is gay, lesbian, or bisexual, only 8% know someone who is transgender. We are calling on our communities to listen to transgender people regarding their health care and well-being needs. Bullying is a health issue. It is a serious health issue, whether it's bullying from home or at school. And in our schools, it is a rampant issue. 10,000 New Mexicans stay home from school each month because they feel unsafe. To solve this, Equality New Mexico, or EQNM, and their community partners have created the Safe Schools for All Students Act. This bill is sponsored by Senator Bill Solis. This bill will make sure students can learn without fear of bullying. Bullying affects all students, LGBT and not. This bill is a huge step forward in making our schools safe. Positive environments are a part of mental well-being, and that is healthcare. If there is anything I have learned from HIV work, it's that social support is healthcare. We all need to feel loved, to be loved and cared for in order to value our bodies. Only when we have value for our bodies will we be able to take care of ourselves. Success comes only when we have health. I am blessed to say I work in a program where I volunteer 40 hours a week and will have accumulated over 1,700 hours by the end of the term. I am flourishing in our community by helping others flourish. But without the stability of health care, of health safety, I would not be able to better my community. Thank you for all your previous and continued hard work supporting our youth. Thank you. That was a very powerful speech showing the struggles of transgendered individuals. It's upsetting that half of all trans people attempt suicide at least once before the age 20. It makes me really sad to hear those statistics, Zach. And it goes to show the importance of equal access to health care, as well as spreading awareness for these issues that transgendered people face. Now, joining us again is Maya Quinones with our next song. Young people are born with a natural fire. The three speakers we just heard have proven to us that we have the power to make that fire come alive. How do we make that fire come alive? We let them speak. As seen throughout this show, young people have a lot to say about everything from education to civil rights. Let's keep that fire going. Here's the San Diego-based Latin funk band, the B-Side Players, singing Fire in the Youth. Saturday, January 17th, the Martin Luther King Jr. Day Parade took place as hundreds of people walked the streets of Albuquerque to celebrate the life and accomplishments of the great civil rights leader, Martin Luther King Jr. Once the march reached Civic Plaza, community members then had the opportunity to socialize, network, and listen to speakers. 
Malik Barrios is a 14-year-old from Dada High School, a member of New Mexico Youth Alliance, and was one of the day's speakers. He recited a poem by Langston Hughes named Democracy. Let's listen to Malik. Hello, my name is Malik Barrios. I'm 14 years old. I attend Dada High School. And as a young black male, I'm very concerned with what's happening in the world today. All over the world, we have people echoing, hands up, don't shoot. And even in New York, people are shouting, we can't breathe. Even in Albuquerque, we are marching through our streets chanting, no justice, no peace. It's clear that something must change, and I know that we want the same thing, freedom and peace. In 1949, Langston Hughes was a young man just like myself, and he wrote a poem that explains how many of us feel today. The poem's title is Democracy. Democracy will not come today, this year, nor ever through compromise and fear. I have as much right as the other fellow has to stand on my own two feet and own the land. I tire so of hearing people say, let things take their course. Tomorrow is another day. I do not need my freedom when I am dead. I cannot live off of tomorrow's bread. Freedom is a strong seed planted in a great need. I live here too. I want freedom just as you. Thank you, Malik, for sharing your powerful voice with us. I know that you have been an activist since you were very young. I saw a video of you giving a speech when you were eight years old. Seeing young, passionate people such as yourself gives me hope for the future. Malik recited a poem titled Democracy by Langston Hughes that was written in 1949. This stood out to me because injustices such as police brutality are still occurring today. Now, back to our music host, Maya Quinones. Though Dr. King has passed, his spirit lives on. We see it alive in movements such as Ferguson, in young people like Malik, and as we seek equality for everyone, Dr. Martin Luther King is with us. From the movie Selma, here is John Legend and Common with a song called Glory. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours. Oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be sure, we will be We have reached a point in our program where we share some amazing upcoming events that are happening right here in our community. To talk about these amazing events, here's our calendar hosts, Pilar Monfaletto and Josh Haynes. We sit here and ponder something great. We know it's community calendar events that we can all share and relate. And without further ado, we present to you the Wonderful, Wonderful World, World of, of Weekly, Weekly Calendar. Calendar. I'm your calendar host, Pilar Monfaletto. And I'm your other cool calendar host, Josh Haynes. We have some astonishing community events that's like a fever pitch and enjoyable for everyone to hear. Wow, Josh. You're a wordsmith. Indeed I am, Pilar. That's awesome. You know, this is a pretty great show so far. I know, right? It is wonderful to hear young people passionate about their community and participating in our state legislature. Right. It's great that there's a day all about children and youth. You know, the session has days dedicated to many different topics. Exactly. One such day is Immigrant Day of Action, or Dia del Acción del Immigrante. On Monday, February 2nd, Somos un Pueblo in Indias will host the Immigrant Day of Actions where they will talk about protecting driver's license for our families and for the many children in Mexico with immigrant parents. 
That's right. It will be held in Santa Fe at El Museo Cultural at 555 Camino de Familia. Contact for more contact them for more information at 505-424-7832. That sounds really cool. A couple of days later is the Anti-Racism Day. The Anti-Racism Day in New Mexico serves to recognize struggles that continue to be confronted by communities of color and serves as a reminder of the work that is yet to be done to ensure equity for all individuals. It will be Friday, February 7th from 10 a.m. through 2.30 p.m. at the Roadhouse in Santa Fe. This event will be put on by the Cone Alma Health Foundation in partnership with the McCune Charitable Foundation and the New Mexico Health Equity Working Group. For more information or to RSVP, contact Sherry at S-H-E-R-R-Y and N-M-A-F-C dot org. Wow, these events are great. They are some of the critical issues in New Mexico. Yep, this session will address many issues that we see here. One important issue is poverty and hunger. And because of that, the NM Food Bank Association and the New Mexico Black History Organizing Committee are hosting a screening and panel discussion of the documentary, A Place at the Table. The film shows the economic, social, and cultural implications of hunger in America. The film screening is Sunday, February 8th at 2 p.m. At the Guild, right? Yeah, it's at 3405 Central Avenue, Northeast. For more information, call 505-407-6784. That should be good. Here's another film screening happening soon. A Path Appears will be at the Chemo Theater at, on Wednesday, January 28th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. The movie is part of a film series by Maro Chermayeth. The film goes from the United States to Colombia, Haiti, and Kenya. It examines the harsh ad adversity that millions of women go through on a regular basis, while also showing a glimpse of hope and change. It covers tough issues such as sex trafficking, prostitution, domestic slavery, teen pregnancy, and poverty, and how they are innovative programs that are working to empower and help with these women and girls lead more fulfilling lives. For more information, you can call the Chemo Theater at 505-277-2121 or New Mexico PBS at 505-277-8296. And you know what? On the same day, there will be a women's high school rugby meeting for the Albuquerque Pumas about their upcoming season. The meeting is January 28th at Erna Ferguson Library at 7 p.m. Call Joe Hernandez more, for more information at 505-379-9866. Both sound fantastic. Wow, I just cannot believe that it's almost the end of the month. 2015 is flying by. Well, you know what? The end of Jerry means, Pilar. I sure do. It means February is coming up. Well, yeah, and that means it is Black History Month. And that means it's time for the 30th annual Black History Month kickoff brunch. This year, the keynote speaker will be Rosalind M. Brock. Ms. Brock is an emerging black voice for the 21st century. She is chairman of the National Boards of Directors for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, NAACP. She made history in February 2... In February in 2010, when she was elected as the 14th chairman, the fourth woman to hold the position, and the youngest person in history. The kickoff brunch will be on Saturday, January 31st, from 11 a.m. through 1 p.m. at the University of New Mexico Student Union Ballroom in A, B, and C. For more information, you can contact Dr. Robert Def Jefferson at 505-277-0791. 
Well, this ends our calendar. I'm your host, Josh Haynes. And I'm your other host, Pilar Monfaletto. Now back to our hosts. We have reached the end of tonight's program. Thank you all for joining us this evening as we highlighted the importance of youth voice. We would like to thank all of the youth who gave us their time in Santa Fe. Viviana Cruz, Sarah Faulkner, Kervin Candelaria, Cameron Mondragon, Jasmine Vigil, Isha Shura, Hope Alvarado, and Alyssa Lopez. A big thank you to the three amazing youth speakers at this year's Children and Youth Day, Janelle Astorga-Ramos, Brittany Sosi, and Christopher Sferickson. Special thanks to our friend Malik Barrios for sharing an amazing poem with us tonight. Shout out to Generation Justice members who conducted interviews, ran cameras and audio equipment, and served as clappers this week. Munter Jabber, Chantel Trujillo, Mike Quinones, Mohamed Jabber, Alma Olavaria Gallegos, and Brittany Sosi. A huge thanks goes to New Mexico Youth Alliance and all the organizations who helped organize the events for the Children and Youth Day. Thanks to this week's editors, Chantel Trujillo and Rob Nakai. Engineering in the studio tonight is Jakia Fuller. Our amazing playlist came straight from the brain of Maya Quinones. And of course, thanks to Pilar Monfaletto and Josh Haynes for One Gravy Calendar. George Luna Pena, Melissa Harris, Carson Lafferty, Carmaria Umi, and Roberto Rael all worked on the production of this program. And last, but certainly not least, much appreciation to all of our youth media makers here at Generation Justice. We couldn't do what we do without you. Stay connected with us. Check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to all of our past radio programs, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and much, much more. Also, our podcasts are now available on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe. We're also active on social media, so please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the McCune Foundation and, of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. I'm your host, Zach Milliken. And I'm your co-host, Chantal Trujillo. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned. See you next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Laters, y'all. Now back to Maya. Young people are ready to change the world. This can only happen when everyone comes together, regardless of religion, ethnicity, age, or gender. Until then, keep speaking, keep fighting, and keep getting stronger. Here is Kanon with a song called Waving Flag. When I get older, I will be stronger. They'll call me freedom, just like a waving flag.